When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 of Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. It's 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 Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's Turkey Week. There's a lot of stuff going on. And kind of, like, let's be real. This week is of supreme importance. You know, it, we look at, let's take a step back, okay? You look at the 49ers season, really every NFL season, and you usually circle certain games. And you try to look at things from you know a broad perspective and say, okay, if, if we get this one, then we're going to be in good shape. And if we get this one, then we're going to be in good shape. Now, prior to the season, this would not have been a circled game. The Minnesota Vikings at home, the Kirk Cousins Bowl, right? Uh, we definitely would not. But currently, it's everything. I truly do believe the two most important games left on the schedule are this week versus the Vikings and then week 15 against the Falcons. Now, they're kind of floundering, whatever, but uh, if you just look at the numbers on teams that you have to beat out for that last wild card spot or even the number six spot, those two games are everything, okay? So what we're going to do today, we're going to take a step back. We're going to reassess the game, uh, the drumming of the Jaguars. We got some film clips. We're going to hear from, man, so many. Juan Sala is just working his tail end off. We got clips from Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy, Bosa, Kittle, uh, I mean, Debo, Ayuk, you, you name it, we got it. Even Trent. And so we got some film work. We got some interviews and all that stuff, all while definitely answering everybody's questions. And I wanted to spend some time um, with my very first question. This one comes from Greg. Uh, Absolute stud. It was awesome hanging out with him in Chicago. Uh, he and his family, just an amazing group of people. And he, he basically asked this, the result of Jimmy Garoppolo playing well, how much does that have to do with the larger percentage of shotgun plays? We're not going under center near as much as we used to. Now, I will say this against the Jags. We went under center much more so than we did versus the Rams. Rams almost exclusively in the shotgun. And... 
I think that this is important, but I think there's something else that details Jimmy Garoppolo's success. And Jimmy's been great. Uh, let's be real and let's let's kind of you know book in this conversation about Jimmy G with this. Four consecutive games over 100 passer rating. That's incredible. No other quarterback in the NFL has four games like that this year, consecutive games. So I think that's important. But also, if you look at this, I think the biggest reason why Jimmy Garoppolo has been successful, it's not the play calling. Maybe you could talk about the health of everybody back, having Kittle out there, which is paramount. Uh, People don't understand how important Kittle is just to the whole entire process. But more importantly than that, he's not getting hit. When Jimmy Garoppolo gets hit, bad things happen. And he took two sacks this game, which isn't ideal, but I think one of those was a penalty and we ended up getting the first down, whatever. But when Jimmy gets hit continually, continuously and starts to panic, right, um, that's when his eyes drop or he will lock into a wide receiver and not look off the safety. And that's where the turnovers start. But we haven't had that issue because we've had that flow. Jimmy gets three and outs. That's when it's trouble, but he hasn't had a problem with that. We, we haven't had three and outs, right? They're just kind of moving. I think we had one or two three and outs, and they were both in the fourth quarter where we just kind of milking the clock. So the shotgun thing is huge because his eyes, his vision, that's kind of what Jimmy does, right? He's quick. <laughs> He's a timing quarterback. It's just sometimes he misses the linebackers dropping, right? And so I don't think that has as much to do with the shotgun, but him staying upright. That's key. Now, this week, looking forward, Greg, we are playing the team, the Minnesota Vikings, with the most sacks in the NFL. They have 31. That's something to keep an eye on, Like, right? These are two very evenly matched teams, and it could go either way. There's no doubt about that. But the idea is this. Um, you got to keep your quarterback upright. That's just what it is. Now, let's jump real quick to Kyle Shanahan talking about, oh, was this a trap game, and how did you keep your players up for this Jacksonville game coming off that huge win? Um, I mean, I, I, I get that's what everyone expects. I, we didn't expect that. Um, you know, I, I don't feel like we've ever been that way. I think we've been good on the road. I think we've been good um, going to the East Coast. Um, we knew how much our backs were against the wall before that Rams game, and we also know that that meant nothing if we couldn't win today so I don't I, I, I get how it looks but I don't think it was very hard to get the guys attention and ready to play when we know how that felt when we were losing games we know how much better it felt versus the Rams and we didn't want that to end um, today yeah and I love that you could tell that uh Florida Sun took a toll on Kyle's face man look a little red he looked like me over there uh but but yeah I like that you know it, the team is up Martin I love this comment the team is finally playing with discipline no more pass interference calls. Oh, we still had two. One of them was a bad call. One of them was a good call. Um, no more turnovers. Yeah, that's key. The lack of turnovers. We're looking like a playoff team. I, I'm with you, Barton. And, and, you know, I put out my power rankings in the NFC. I had us as the sixth team as far as power rankings. If you're somebody else, you don't want to play us right now. You really, really don't. Um, Tommy, he says this, John, does the Vikings, I love how you always put spins on all these names, not the Vikings, the Vikings, uh, offense scare you. Uh, it, it's very good. Um, Kirk Cousins has been on fire. I wish this was a primetime game because that's where he always disappears. It's not. Um, and so their offense is great. And the strength of their team, it's the wide receivers. The weakness of our team are corners. We're going to be putting some tough spots. So curious to see how they're going to attack this. We're going to do a full detailed Vikings podcast. So I don't want to jump too much in it. But yeah, that's their strength. Their strength is 
pass rush on defense and amazing outside wide receivers and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, who just seems to get better every single year. Um, faithful from birth. See you this weekend, hopefully. Yes. Uh, the Chapmans, me and my wife, we will be at the game. Still looking for a tailgate. How come nobody's hitting me up, man? I'm going to come join you and party with you guys. Y'all got to hit me up. I might just – usually what I, I would do even before I started a podcast, I'd show up early. I'm always an early guy. And just walk around and meet people and all that. So that's the plan. Um, a lot of you guys have reached out, wanted to connect at some point. But I can't provide a tailgate this week because I'm in town for a wedding. My wife will kill me. So I have to behave. And I'm going to get a show up in the morning. And you know, I'll be there pretty stinking early. Probably enough to make my wife upset. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, so I would love to meet up with as many as you can. Please reach out. Um, man, it's all about the community because I know a lot of people can't make the 49ers rush road trips that we got. Um, and I, I get that finances and traveling. I understand all that. So uh, I want to meet you. That, that That's important to me, building those relationships and those connections. And it's funny, you know, I see like the names in here, uh, Frank and all these awesome people that I've been able to meet and hang out with. It's awesome. Um, from JD he says, I'm taking my daughters to the game on Sunday. Maybe see you there. Hell yes, my friend. That is awesome. Um, that is awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Now let's jump back to the game. And I want to hear from Nick Bosa because I thought that this was really, really good because I think Nick Bosa and George Kittle, who are like the two like crazy workmen of the offense and defense, listen to Bosa talk about this game and wrap it up because the perspective he puts on it, I think, is very unique. It was a little weird. Um, we had like three plays in the first quarter, um, but we were kind of frustrated as a D-line. We were like, we want to get part of this game, and then... Tap tap told us this is how you win, and we were like, all right. <laughs> and so, like, if you're Kittle, or I'm sorry, if you're Bosa, and you're wanting to get out there and you know do your thing, and you just sit on the sidelines, and you're just and you just keep sitting on the sidelines, and you just keep sitting on the sidelines. Again, it, it's way better to be the defense that's so rested, you're like, oh, let me go get up, <laughs> than it is to be the defense with your hands on your hips, huffing and puffing, praying for something to come up and help you. You know what I mean? Like, please get us off the field. We're so tired. And you could see that in the Jags, everything that they had going on. It, it just wasn't working. Now, offensively, there was just so much there to this game and the toughness in the trenches. George Kittle. Okay, I want to go back-to-back -back Kittle clips because we can't get enough of him. First, this is a play that we did on our Patreon breakdown, which we finished yesterday. Uh, over an hour plus uh, just going through the offense and detailing everything. It was incredible. By far one of the most creative Kyle Shanahan games you know, from end to end I've ever seen. I'll show you a crazy formation that he did that just cracked me up. Uh, but watch George Kittle on this one play. Blocks three, guys. Good job. Good job. Gosh, watch Kittle. So you leave this guy unblocked because you're telling yourself it doesn't matter. We'll let him go because he's going to beat him to the outside. Again, we'll let him go. Just cut off his, his path. Now watch Kittle. So cut off his path. Comes out. Hooks this dude, recognizes, oh, crap, there's too much pursuit. Comes over, lowers his shoulder on this dude. I mean, Kittle's just, he got a piece of three different defenders there. Whew. Dude's a, dude's a man. And we, we could go back to this question, okay? Why are the 49ers, what's the difference between the 49ers now and before the two-game winning streak? 
there's a lot of things. You can talk about the play calling, the offensive line. You can talk about whatever, the turnovers. Turnovers are probably number one. If I'm going number two, it's George Kittle. It's George Kittle. He changes the identity of the entire team, especially on offense. Whether it's running, passing, doesn't matter. Kittle is the gravitas, right, of everything draws towards him. He's always out there. And he he just continues to ball out, just nonstop. He was the second highest rated player um, for Pro Football Focus this week. Brandon Ayuk was one. But now let's let Kittle talk about how all three phases. Yeah, the offense has been great, but not just the offense. I mean, yes and no. Is it a 10 a.m. game for us? Sure. But if you use that as an excuse in the NFL, you're not going to win a lot of games. Um, I mean, Kyle said it from the start. He's like, hey, look, this is a physical team. They won two games in the last four. And I thought they were a good team. Um, we got an early turnover. I think that's what it was. And um, kind of similar to last week. And we just came out uh, with our foot on the gas. And I think we're a really good offense when we don't turn the ball over and we convert third downs. And then, uh, that's what good offense is. And that's all we've been doing the last two weeks. We've just been playing com uh, complimentary ball. Uh, all three phases are playing at a high level. I mean, like, go 22 play drive and then they go three and out and you have another long drive for a touchdown. It hurts when you're a defensive team like that. And so uh, we gave our defense plenty of break. And I think Fred owes me a little bit for all those plays he got off. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's funny, man, because, you know, as a teacher, you get these guys, these personalities, and you love them. You absolutely love them. Are they a handful? Yes. But they bring the energy to the room. And to you as a teacher and to the classmates, you know, whatever. And so, like, I love how every single time Kittle answers a question, he's jabbing somebody. That's just who he is. Usually it's Jimmy or Kyle or, Fr like, Fred. He's going after somebody every time. I, it, it, it's awesome. The, the energy that it helps create is very, very important. And I love that. I love that from him. Now, talking about, look at this formation, okay? This was, uh, this is a still shot. I hope you're watching on YouTube. If not, you can go check it out. Uh, but yeah, here, here's Grand Asin. Uh, Asin, he says this. He says, I think we'll run that crazy formation again. It actually worked, but the time in the past was off because they almost ran into each other. You're right. So look at this. This is Kyle Shanahan. This is, I call this drunk Shanny formation, okay? You have your wide receiver at running back. You have your tight end at fullback. Okay, that's not too crazy. Now you got your fullback split out at the wide receiver position. You have your running back at the wide receiver position. And this is hilarious. Brandon Ayuk is in a three-point stance at tight end. Now, this is an illegal formation because everybody's on the line of scrimmage. Um, <laughs> you should have had uh, – Jeff Wilson should have been off – uh, yeah, it's, it's a bad formation. You should have two guys off up here. Uh, you can't, or one guy off at least. But this is the, for the people that are talking about Shanahan and whatever the play call, this is him at his finest. And look, and, and okay, now here's the measuring stick. Yeah, anybody can go out and do a wacky-ass formation. Who cares? Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is, they have no clue what to do. They're all stacked on top of each other. They're all pointing on where to go. Nobody knows. And the formation worked. This was the wide open Jeff Wilson came across the field into the flats, you know, just a cross route, wide open. Jimmy missed him. Um, but good gosh, that formation is hilarious. I've never seen anything like it. I hope that we do something again. And part of me says this, you know, Ace, and I'm with you. Shanahan will put things on tape to force the opposing team to spend time on it. Like, he sees that as an advantage. And so, like, I'll just throw that out there. And, you know, 
we always see it again? I don't know. Um, but I freaking love seeing it. I, I remember watching the game and I was like, man, that was just so weird. But I had no clue because it was a hurry up. They broke the huddle, flew up there and snapped it. And the refs weren't even ready because they didn't throw a flag on, you know, too many men on the line of scrimmage. And so I thought that was important as well. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's hilarious that, that we're in this place. Now, real quick, um, do want to say we have bonus episodes this week coming up on Patreon. Patreon.com, type in 49ers Rush Podcast, join us. Man, we are just climbing with our numbers. I freaking absolutely love it. Come join us over there. It's the best way to support the show. We're doing exclusive extra podcasts, including the Rush Hour. Guys, excited to announce a brand new kind of movement within the podcast itself, and that's called the Rush Hour. This is something I can't take credit for this. People have been emailing and asking for me to do some non-49ers content, okay? So here's what's going to happen. We're going to be doing bonus podcast episodes. The first 15 to 20 minutes, still going to be Niners focused. But the second half of the rush hour is going to be more broad topics in the NFL. Power rankings, tracking rookie uh, quarterback development, seeing schemes and some tendencies, perhaps that's changing across the NFL. Uh, Coverage-based things, things like that. So the only place to get this is bonus coverage is going to be over on Patreon. So go to patreon.com, search for 49ers Rush Podcast. It's the only place it's going to be. Now, again, not taking anything away. This isn't taking the place of our regular programming. This is just trying to provide more value for the community that supports the podcast and is helping us to become kind of what we want it to be. So uh, so best way to support the podcast is always on Patreon. So if you want a little bit extra NFL broad with some 49ers focus at the start, that's the place to get it. The Rush Hour is going to be kind of a bi-weekly thing over on Patreon. Support the show. Support the program so we can keep creating more for you. Thank you guys for all the support as always. Look forward to seeing you there. So this week on the Rush Hour, it's completely based off of the 49ers playoff situation. So Juan has already got me clips, and I'm going to be recording it today, hopefully. My wife doesn't get mad at me. Um, And it's just going to be over the Vikings, the Saints, and the Carolina Panthers, because I think those are the three biggest threats for us to get those final playoff spots. So we've got film on all of those teams, dissecting what they do best, uh, all those things. So we're just diving in. So if, if you're wanting to understand, you know, what to watch for, because yeah, obviously we're watching the 49ers games, but now, man, we're box score watching the rest of the year. And there's still seven games left, baby. Woo! I love this, man. I, I love football season so much. And so what I want to do, the whole idea of this this week, is to educate you on Vikings, Saints, and Panthers to know what it is you need to watch for and see how they're going to win and how they're going to lose. So that's going to be coming out in the next day or two over there if you want to get that. Now, let's jump back to the Niners, baby. And I saw somebody bring up um, Josh Norman. Um, who I don't like. <laughs> he's probably fine as a person. I don't like him on my team. Uh, he bothers me. But he's been balling out. And we're, we're going to, I'm telling you right now, Josh Norman going to get tested this week. But let's don't do that yet. Let's relish in the very positive game. He was the highest graded 49er on defense um, and got another forced fumble. He leads the NFL in forced fumbles. And I think that's huge. So, you know, he has a lot of negatives to his games for sure. His positives, turnovers, ball skills. That's who he's been. That's where he's made his bread and butter all all of his career. And I love it. And so they asked him, you know, you lead the NFL and force fumbles. And I love what he had to say here, man. Um, not really, honestly. Um, 
you know, I kind of, my game kind of evolved it in a bit. Um, not just playing the, the outside, you know, role is just being a cornerback. I think, you know, you got to put a little bit more into it. You got to be a trench monster, as we call it. You know, you got to look for opportunities and ops. Stay out all over the field. Um, but, you know, I respond by using this and this. And, you know, you out think the player, and if I get 60 ops a game, like somebody going to be slipping. And so for me, I just look at it um, like I just go after the ball, but I don't use it as much as I would do power, just precision, really, and just keying in. Somebody's going to come up slipping sooner or later. Somebody's going to come up slipping sooner or later. And he goes after the ball every freaking play. So it's not like it's, you know, lucky or whatever. And so I wish he could keep that, and I love that. I just wish he would stop looking at the backfield whenever he's getting beat deep all the time and holding wide receivers. But we're going to see it, man. Uh, against Thielen or Jefferson every play this week, we're going to see. I hope that he thrives. That's what I want. I want him to be successful. I hope he's the best corner in the NFL. I want to eat crow. Like, I want my Niners to win. That's why I get upset with his play a lot of times It's because I feel like it hinders the 49ers. But it didn't this week, and I hope it doesn't next week, and I hope we continue with that play. Um, I think that's important. Now, let's jump back to the offensive side. And this, again, I'm just trying to share some of the clips, some of my favorite plays. This one's the old eye formation, but not just any eye formation. You're going to have Debo dot in the eye. And watch Brett and Ayuk, both of our wide receivers, doing non-wide receiver things. You're going to see Debo in the eye, and you're going to see Brandon Ayuk going one-on-one with a defensive end. It's not the way you usually want to draw it up. But, man, whenever you have guys playing like our guys, ooh, it's easy to get excited. And, and again, th this is awesome, man. We've got our wide receiver in the I formation. <laughs> Lead blocking a D lineman with our other wide receiver. Great job here, Jalen Moore. It, you know, we, we've he's struggled earlier mightily this drive. But watch right here. And the fact that you're able to have this much success with a lineman that's not performing well. But, hey. He gets Miles Jack very well. But, man, again, Brendan Ayuk. Look at Brunskill. Look at Jalen Moore out here. That's a pretty damn good play, man. Woo! Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get a pick exactly how you want to use your bets so download the app today use code 49ers 49ERS for a deposit match up to $100 again that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match of up to $100 over on prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's, it's just the little things that you, you can't pick up on the broadcast coverage. You know, you might see one or two things, but when, it, when you dive into it and you can go back through and just, you know, kind of just, I don't know, take all of it in in each play because Kyle Shanahan, you're going to see so much crazy stuff. And it's fun to get into that stuff. I, I love it, man. And Ayuk's been unreal. 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 Uh, Kali, what's up, man? He says, uh, do you think Greenlaw will be back versus Minnesota? I do. Uh, I think he was close last week. I think that he's going to come in in that third um, spot. So probably about you know 15 to 25 snaps. Uh, Minnesota will use a lot of tight end packages. So we'll see a lot more traditional 4-3 this week instead of uh, the nickel package and dime packages because they just like their two stud wide receivers and they'll mix in a fullback. They'll mix in two tight ends and stuff. Again, we're going to spend a lot more time of this uh, later on in the week. But I, I do think that he'll be back. I, I don't think that because of his injury, Aziz will still be the number two. I think it'll be a couple weeks before Greenlaw becomes the number two. But he should. Uh, I think he's the better player, a lot less negatives, and better in coverage as well. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Aziz. Aziz is awesome. But Aziz misses tackles. There's there's no doubt about that. Aziz is a little bit more of a liability in coverage. Not versus running backs in the screen game. Aziz is pretty damn good at that. But, um, you know, against wide receivers, tight ends, things like that, Greenlaw's got that in spades. Uh, much better. And, again, Greenlaw is the best tackling linebacker in the NFL. Not just for the 40 yards. The best. You look at the missed tackles, it's uncanny what he's been able to do. Jason. What's up, man? He says, John, I'm in Minnesota, and they are looking past us in all the talk. Let them. <laughs> Let them. Let them. Uh, we all remember Minnesota, whatever. Uh, we played them in the playoffs. Uh, we ain't got a Kella Witherspoon with us. Uh, maybe it'd be good to have him. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, he was the only one that they had success against. And trust me, Kirk Cousins, this game matters to him because he's Kyle Shanahan's guy. And so this is going to matter to a lot of the players. And, yeah, they're coming off a two-game winning streak just like us. And they beat, you know, their division rival in the Packers. We beat the Rams, you know, given it was a week ago. This game matters. This is a huge game for both of them. I guarantee you, 49ers aren't overlooking this. And I guarantee you this, the Minnesota Vikings, the players, the coaches, they understand how big this is because you're going to own the tiebreaker. It's a head-to-head tiebreaker. There is a great opportunity for the 49ers and the Vikings to have the same record, very likely. And if that's the case, one game, man, you got to break that tie. That that's you've got to. That's what it is. I don't know how else to say it, but it's important. And you got to go out there and you got to make that. You got to make that happen. Now back to Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, Jimmy was asked, "What is it about the 49ers that's changed?" And man, he's he hit this out of the park. Uh, I think it's just guys are winning one-on-one -on -one matchups, you know. And when you could do that consistently, like we are, and we've had, you know, got good players on this team. Obviously, I think that goes without saying. But when you could uh, all eleven across the board be winning one-on-one -on -one matchups, it kind of sets a tone for everything. Uh, people, I mean, playing man-to-man -man against us is tough. Uh, up front, our O line, I mean, they're they're doing as good of a job as I've ever seen. I love those guys and. They just battle every week. So when you could do that stuff and set the tone in that way, and then the defense just getting turnovers, doing what they do, it uh, it adds up on a team, and it makes for a long day. 
Winning one-on-ones is key, and that's kind of what Ayuk has been doing more than anybody else. Uh, Debo's getting a lot more attention, and used to it was all the attention went to Kittle, but now the attention's shifting towards Debo, and we saw it. He only had one catch for, I think, 14 yards. But so what do we do? We get him involved, and now he's a running back. He's our best running back, right? And so, like, I love that. But that means guys are going to have to beat one-on-ones. And Ayuk, man, he was doing it all game. A perfect target to reception ratio. I mean, he was just incredible. And this play, I thought, was the biggest one. And it's not its not an easy catch that he made. It's a tough one, but this was a 34-yarder from Jimmy G. See it opening. Ooh, boom. Catches it, takes the hit, and just goes to freaking town. Nice pass, better route. You'd see here, both of them pressing. It's just deep cross. He runs everybody off. The ball's already out. It's scary because this guy's pouncing underneath, but that's textbook on how to go get the ball if you're a wide receiver. Both hands, eye discipline, and gosh, yards after the catch. He got hit here at the 37. All right, so there's 13 and an extra five. All yards after catch. And look at Debo. Look at Debo's. It's almost like they're brothers, right? The Yak Bros. And when one's successful, they're both successful. Debo didn't do much through the the air at all. It didn't matter because he was still so beneficial. Godly, look at Kittle over there. Woo! Get him, Debo. Get him, Debo. Yeah. <laughs> Debo, give him the sign. Yeah. That's the first quarter, man. Yeah, and it, it was a big play. And again, just... What the 49ers offense really hasn't had is they're very good at those kind of four to eight, four to ten yard plays, which are huge. Those don't count as explosives. It's methodical. That's why we get those 22 play drives. What we've been missing is the huge explosive plays. 34 yards in the passing, that's an explosive, right? Anything over 12 yards rushing, that's an explosive. We didn't have one. Uh, we had an 11 yard run. I think we had one 12 yard run. That was Trey Sermon. That was it. Like we, it was small chunks. And so small chunks are good, but you have to mix in those explosives. And we've kind of been lacking in that. Um, so it, though Debo comes up with them. Ayuk's starting to come up with them. Kittle, obviously. But if we can get those in the running game with Elijah Mitchell coming back, now you're cooking. Now you're cooking. Um, Aaron, he asks this. Does anybody know Kyle's record against Cousins? Um, let's look at this. They've only played twice in their one and one um, since Kyle Shanahan's been the head coach of the 49ers. They played in 2018, and the Vikings won 24 to 16. And then we played in uh, 2020. That was the Super Bowl game, and we won 27 to 10. So they've only played twice. I'm trying to think. I'm sure they played at some point whenever Kyle was the offensive coordinator of the Falcons, and um, what's his uh, cousins was with the Redskins. But uh, anyway, I don't, I don't know if that – I guess that answers your question, but I don't think there's anything we can really take away from that, um, especially because the 40 hours team was so bad in 2016. Uh, we just weren't really, really good. So we're one and one there. So we'll have to see what that looks like. Now, oh, man, this is huge. Guys, free bet again this week with my bookie. Free freaking bet. You can't lose. This year, Turkey Day at my bookie gives you plenty of reasons to be thankful, starting with – listen to this – a $250 risk-free bet on Thursday when the Cowboys host the Raiders. Here's how it works. You can't lose. 
Bet the spread between the Raiders and the Cowboys. Right now, the Cowboys are favored by seven. So you got to pick either the Cowboys to win by more than seven or the Raiders to lose by less than seven. And if you win, you win. You get whatever you bet. However, if you bet and lose, listen to this, my bookie will refund you all the way up to $250. Simply put, you can't lose. And that's why I call it no risk all gravy. So before you get your bet on over at mybookie.ag, you can scan the QR code on the screen or go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers49ERS and they're going to double your first deposit. So if you haven't started an account, open one for 125 bucks. They're going to credit you another 125 bucks. Then you bet this, you can't lose. Um, and again, understand that rollovers do apply. If you have any questions, contact their customer service on the website. Very, very easy to use. Again, that's promo code 49ERS. Feast risk-free on Turkey Day with my bookie. Thank you, guys. This is, this is awesome. Please get in on this. So, yeah, I'm pretty pumped about this one. I have to bet with the spread. I haven't put my bet in yet. Uh, I'm waiting to get just a couple more injury reports. Hopefully on the next um, episode, I'll tell you which way I'm leaning. I'm leaning the Cowboys. I, I think right now the Raiders are the worst, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Three straight losses, blowouts by the Giants, by uh, the Bengals. The Chiefs, obviously, they're red hot. They've won five in a row. But, like, this team right now, the Raiders – like, they don't know who they are. And all the turmoil with not only, you know, the players that they've cut, the coaching mess with Gruden, all that stuff. Like, it's just, it's a dumpster fire. Um, so, do I think the Cowboys are amazing? Absolutely not. And I hate the Cowboys. I don't want to root for the Cowboys. <laughs> but 250 bucks is a lot of money. So, uh, I'll let you guys know what we're going to do there. That's a free bet, man. That's a free bet. Um, now, let's get back to another clip. And this one, again, we, we've got a couple of these together. Let's do some more Debo IU talk. So, let's do the press conference, which they did together. It, I felt like I was watching, like, WWE, like, wrestling, which usually you get that feel with Kittle, right? The energy he brings but Debo and Ayuk the Yak Bros coming in it together check this out uh, I think it all turned around for Brandon uh as he said like in the media like I think like three weeks ago when him and, him and Kyle had that talk uh you can just see a different type of BA you know not afraid of none just got his confidence back and just go out there and ball out on Sundays and it go it's, it happens uh, day in and day out all week long uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh we saw the um Running back Debo this week, I guess you could say. Uh, got some touches. Look natural as a running back. Um, but, yeah, we just saw Debo. We just saw Debo. That's what we're used to that by now. I, I love it, man. They're, they're freaking awesome. And, you know, we've done a lot of Ayuk talk. Let's do some Debo talk. Let's see him. Because two things I want you to pay attention to on this clip. One, Debo's going to cut inside. We know he goes outside. He's a wide receiver, played running back, hybrid dude. But he, he gets some tough yards here. And also, you know, I talked about the importance of George Kittle. And he is so damn important. But Charlie freaking Warner. Whew, when Kittle comes out, Charlie Warner is pretty damn good. Check him out blocking on this play. Gosh. Debo said, he's like, if I can't bounce it, man, I'm just going to pound it. And so that's just who he is. I mean, he's a wide receiver. But right here. You've got the press outside, so he says, screw it. I'll go through the mess. I don't care. Just runs through all of it. Whew. That's a big boy run right there, man. This team is exhausted. They just collapse everything. Wash it all. 
Look at this. Look at this second level blocking right here. Charlie Warner is a man. Charlie Warner is a grown man. Watch 89 take on Miles Jack. It's crazy to think this guy is going to block this guy. But this is what what this is the answer to over-pursuit, right? So whatever you have a defense that says, okay, an outside zone or outside toss team, we're going to over-pursue. So again, this tight end is going to block this guy. Here we go. Okay, he helps collapse. Then he seals him and drives him. That's a first-round linebacker that he is driving. Yeah, staying on him. That's right. <laughs> it's just bully football, man. I get excited watching that because you're just imposing your will continuously on these guys. That's your backup tight end against the best player or one of the best players on their defense, and you're having his way with them. I love it, man. It's... It just It's the mentality of the offense, and it's starting to permeate the entire team. Remember a couple weeks ago where everybody's like, oh, we got to fire everybody. There's no leaders. We need to – oh, my gosh, man. No, and the film never said that. The film said mistakes were being made, and the ball wasn't bouncing our way, and we were making our own mistakes once we got out of our way. You can go back and listen to, like, my hype speeches before the games. Like, I can't change those. videos are out there, right? It's, it's it's transcripted. <laughs> it's there. Go listen. The issue has never been them. The issue has always been the 49ers. And so whenever the 49ers got in control, right, the title of this episode, once they got in control of themselves, you could impose your will. It's a pretty damn good team. It's a really damn good team, especially whenever all things are hitting on c cylinders and you have your healthy guys out there. Now, there's still some flaws, as there is with any team. Our right tackle's a mess. Jalen Moore didn't play well. Um, Compton actually played a lot better. Uh, I hope they continue rotating. Our corners, our corners are bad. Um, I think Mosley is an average corner in the NFL. I think he's above average slightly. Josh Norman, we'll see. This is going to be a big test for us. Now, can you lose to the Vikings still get in the playoffs? Yes, but you're making it very difficult. You win versus the Vikings, I think the, the chances of you making the playoffs just shoot up almost exponentially. Um, I, I just believe it. Oh, I love this. Flynn, I love this. John, why is your thumbnail a freeze frame of you looking like a sloth from the Goonies? Oh, man. One, I love sloths. That's my spirit animal, baby. You complimented me, Flynn. Two, the Goonies. Hey, you guys. Are you kidding me? That's my childhood. Thank you, Flynn, for coming out and sharing positive words of encouragement for me. The sloth is the look I'm going for, and the Goonies is incredible. Uh, I've also been called Rudy. Rudy was my nickname in high school, so shout out there to Sean Austin. What's up, bud? Um, anyway, uh, what's up, Sin? Welcome to the show. Appreciate you being here. And let's end this show with a little bit of comic relief from the best offensive. I'm sorry. Let me change that. The best player in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. This dude has the highest grade of any offense or defensive player and literally is painting a masterpiece this year. The dude's all pro unanimous. That's going to happen. And on top of that, man, Kyle tried to throw him a bone here. Listen to Trent. He's talking about the, uh, the pass in the end zone where he leaps and tried to do his, like, <laughs> crazy acrobatic catch it didn't go well and listen to Trent talking about it here <laughs> man it was such a blur but once I seen Jimmy throw it I'm like oh yeah this is my time now I, I gotta go up and get this as soon as I left the ground I got blasted I don't know who hit me it was, I feel like it was like 10 people right there but it's definitely way harder than it looked for sure I got different respect for receivers now <laughs>
<laughs> definitely harder than it looks for sure. But yeah, that play, it's awesome. And it's little things like that where you kind of inject, um, I don't know, camaraderie. You, you kind of pull back the, I don't know, the macho man, whatever it is. Not that Trent has that, but I'm just telling you, in practices that I've coached and or played in, whenever you go, hey, guys, we're going to install a trick play, everybody's like, oh, yeah. Like, it just it brings you back to the childhood that is football. This is a game where your grown men are throwing a ball at the end of the day. Now it's a billion-dollar business, and it's going to be my livelihood uh, for hopefully a long time. And so, like, I'm not trying to belittle it, but at the end of the day, passion and love and energy for this sport, sometimes you got to bring it out. Sometimes it's a job. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of times where I'm so damn busy, and I'm just like, there's no way I can record an episode. There's no way I have the energy. There's no way I have whatever. But little things like trick plays, little things like winning football games, winning streaks, little things like, oh, we're in the playoff hunt, these give you that extra motivation to go. And I'm not trying to say that these trick plays are the reason why the 49ers are winning. That's taking it way too far. What I am saying is that any little way that you can bring motiv motivation or excitement to a practice in week 11 – Right? That that's a positive thing. And I think we just saw that. I think we just saw that. Um, oh, Kali, happy birthday, man. Happy belated birthday. Sorry about that, man. Uh, you are incredible. Appreciate all your support of the show and just hang it out. One day we're gonna freaking hang out in person at a 49ers game, hopefully, man. Uh we need to hang out and have a beer together. But uh just want to say thank you to everybody. This has been a lot of fun show. Uh, and if you want some more content, man, head over to Patreon because we've got defensive breakdown coming. We already did the offensive breakdown. That's up already if you want to go check that out. Hour plus on every offensive play, including um, the last series with all the rookies, Aaron Banks, all that stuff. You want to see how he did? Go check that out. Wasn't bad. Wasn't great. But uh, was better than I thought it would have been for Aaron Banks' first series. Also, we're loading um, the rush hour where I'm going to be breaking down the 49ers' main kind of people contending for those last playoff spots. And then also, a full defensive breakdown coming up uh, probably tomorrow. So a lot of stuff over there for you. Appreciate you guys as always. Thank you for the support. And as always, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.